another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Joe. I'm a registered dietitian and I'm here to smash the taboo of binge eating. I hope that all is well with you, no matter when and where you are listening to this. I hope that you are making some ground in your binge eating recovery and that this podcast is helping you even a little bit. If the podcast is making a little smidgen of difference, then I am a happy gal. So thank you for coming back week after week to listen to new episodes. For today's episode, I am going to be answering another listener query. I get lots of listener queries into my email inbox, which is joe at antidietanswers.com. However, I can't answer them all. This one, though, struck a chord with me. I knew that it's going to appeal to many of you. I think many of you will have found yourself in a similar boat to this person. My usual disclaimer before I jump in, please don't take any healthcare advice from this podcast. It is just for information and entertainment purposes only and not a substitute for a one-to-one individualized support. All right, without further ado, let's get into this. So here is the query. Hi Joe. I have been listening to your podcast and I found it really helpful. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for taking the time to write in. I just listened to your podcast on best advice for overcoming binge eating and your first tip is one that I've heard a lot. You can't get a better relationship with food and lose weight at the same time. As I'm on a journey to having a better relationship with food, I feel like this is a mistake that I keep slipping back into. I don't do it on purpose, but I think it's because the food I know is good for me is the food that I once associated with helping me to lose weight. I can't shake that mindset. For example, I start my morning with two Weetabix and skimmed milk. I know this will keep me full for the morning and also provide me with some beneficial vitamins, etc., However, I know that this is low in calories, so I'm getting my day off to a right start for losing weight. Have you any tips on how to overcome this? Thank you for your time and help so far. This individual agreed to me answering this query in a general capacity on the podcast, and I am so thrilled that I get to share this insight with you today. If you're listening to this podcast episode in the background or you're doing something else at the same time, I think that your ears have pricked up a bit because this resonates with you. This is something that comes up again and again when simultaneously trying to improve binge eating and develop a better relationship with food and on some level trying to lose weight. My first piece of advice for you is to go back to when you made that decision that you were going to put weight loss on the back burner putting it to one side while you focused on improving your relationship with food. Was that an active decision that you made? Was that something that you spent time thinking about, contemplating, and you made an agreement with yourself that, yes, this is the right thing for me. I do need to stop the quest for weight loss or at least put a pause on it so that I can heal my relationship with food. Or... And just hear me out on this, there is no judgment, I'm just being curious. Did you instead glance over that part of the process? Perhaps rushed by that bit so you can get to the good part where you can actually heal your relationship with food? The decision to put a pause on the quest for weight loss 
and to focus on healing your relationship with food, it's not a decision to be made lightly. Even if you genuinely do want to put the quest for weight loss to one side so you can heal your relationship with food, it's not exactly a light switch situation where you can just press the light switch and all of a sudden your mind has changed. If you have been trying to lose weight for the majority of your adult life, and remember in many cases that is what happens, you have been trying to lose weight for as long as you can remember. It is necessary to continue to reinforce that decision again and again. You may need to do this multiple times a day in the beginning. You only know weight loss. You only know seeking weight loss. Putting that on the back burner and putting it to one side is a completely different way of thinking about food. You have to put the foot down with that voice in your head that is congratulating you for having a lower calorie breakfast so that you can lose weight. You need to respond to that voice by saying, I don't want weight loss right now. I want to heal my relationship with food. At the same time as putting your foot down, do offer yourself some self-compassion. It is understandable why you are seeking weight loss. Seems like the whole world is seeking weight loss. You can't open a newspaper or a magazine or a social media app on your phone without seeing somebody who is trying to lose weight or is trying to sell you some solution for weight loss. Get angry at diet culture being everywhere, at diet culture making a lot of money off you being in exactly the position that you're in right now. Desperately wanting to heal your relationship with food and move forward but on the other hand, still feeling the pressure to lose weight. And even though it feels like it's coming from you and this pressure is coming from your brain and your desire to lose weight, you are heavily influenced by diet culture. So if you need to get angry, get angry at the culture. My second piece of advice is to question your overall food choices and if they are actually serving you in healing your relationship with food. This person who wrote to me with this email didn't mention binge eating. However, what I see again and again in clinic is that you will make food choices that you feel are good food choices, are healthy, keep you full, are really nutritious. But then as the day goes on and you get a bit more tired and life starts to kick in and all the stresses that it brings with it, your food choices change. And perhaps you start snacking on biscuits, snacking on chocolate, snacking on crisps. And in many cases, this results in a full-blown binge, eating a large volume of food in a short space of time where you feel completely out of control and feelings of guilt and shame come afterwards. And when I explore this with my clients, they will often say things like, but I was so good earlier in the day it's only the snack choices. If I hadn't had my very first biscuit that day, the binge never would have happened. And there is some truth to that. Oftentimes, it's feeling that you have broken one of your food rules. So you've had a really good day up until mid-afternoon and then you've broken one of your food rules and you've allowed yourself to have one biscuit and that one biscuit is enough to push you into binge eating. That phenomenon is absolutely explained by research. 
However, what the client usually glazes over is these food choices that were made earlier in the day. When we really explore them, we really get into them, it seems there are a lot of restrictive practices at play. It may be that actually you are eating very, very little for the first half of the day. It might be one or two very small meals, if even. Sometimes it's even less than that, especially if you follow certain regimes like intermittent fasting, where you're not allowed to eat until much later in the day. I ask you to question if your meal choices are actually serving you. I know you think that it was that one biscuit that sparked off a binge, but really, was it? Was it the one biscuit or was it the fact that you had eaten basically nothing up until that point in the day? I know that it's so easy to put the blame on the biscuit, but really where the focus needs to be is on that eating that happened earlier in the day. If you had more nutritious, delicious, tasty foods that you actually enjoyed that provided you with calories, carbohydrates, fat, all of the good stuff, it probably would have made the likelihood of binging later in the day a lot less. Having that one biscuit would not have felt like a big deal because you are having a biscuit on top of having multiple other delicious foods in the day. Regarding the individual who wrote in the email who starts her day with two Weetabix and skimmed milk, I know that it seems like that's a very nutritious, healthy option that will keep you full until lunch. But I have to ask, is it really? If you increased the volume of this meal or you added in some extras so that you have a more delicious, more satisfying, more satiating version of the meal... I don't think that you would be so vulnerable to binge eating by the end of the day. Just to reiterate, even though it seems like your meal choices are serving you, go back and ask yourself, are they really? Would you still be struggling with your relationship with food? Would you still be struggling with binge eating if they actually were? And lastly, my final piece of advice, if you find yourself in this situation, is to consider some other meal options to break the link that you have between certain meals and losing weight. In the email from this individual, they wrote that they have this association that Weetabix is a meal that helps you to lose weight. And that is absolutely valid because that's this person's experience. I bet that you have meals that you associate with quote-unquote, being good, being healthy, or trying to lose weight. And when you eat these meals, it means that you're being good. It means that you are taking steps to lose weight. It's a knee-jerk reaction. If you see somebody else eating something like Weetabix for breakfast, because you have this association, you might wonder, oh, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to be good? Now is the time to introduce some new foods to break the link between certain meals and weight loss. Now that you have reinforced that you do want to put weight loss to one side on the back burner, now is the time to get creative with your meals. And in this case, for breakfast, take out Google and look up breakfast ideas that inspire you, sound delicious, tasty, tantalizing, meals that you would never allow yourself to have 
if you were losing weight. I recommend that you put the Weetabix to the back of the press or you don't buy it anymore because you have such a strong association that eating Weetabix means that you're being good or trying to lose weight. You can revisit it again. You can come back to having meals like Weetabix in the mornings in the future when you feel that you have made some headway with your relationship with food. I think I can hear you resisting this. I think I can hear you fighting back at me saying, yeah, but I really genuinely enjoy Weetabix. If so, I have two questions for you. Firstly, have you reinforced that you are not doing this for weight loss? And secondly, okay, fine, you really like Weetabix. How can you spruce up this Weetabix or give it a makeover so that it doesn't have the same association in your mind as being linked with weight loss? Can you add some dried fruit or nuts or use chocolate milk instead of regular milk? I ask you to get curious. You now have all the breakfast options available to you, yet you are still choosing Weetabix, a meal that you have heavily associated with losing weight. Get curious about why that is. The person who wrote in this email is absolutely correct. Weetabix and milk is nutritious. It does give vitamins and minerals and yay for that. But guess what? It's not the only breakfast that's nutritious. In fact, I can't think of any meal that is completely devoid of all nutrition. So let's take the focus away from the nutrition because whatever you choose is likely to be nutritious and instead focus on choosing a meal that is satisfying to you, that is satiating, that it's going to make you feel like, oh, that was a good breakfast. Now I can move on with my day. I have just completed a whole episode on making satisfaction the focus of meals. So if you missed that, please go back. It was episode 72. It's titled The Secret to Intuitive Eating. And spoiler alert, the secret to intuitive eating is basing meals on satisfaction. All right, just to run through the advice that I gave in this episode, my first piece of advice is to keep reinforcing the decision to put weight loss to one side. If you did initially just brush over this decision, revisit it. Reinforce in your mind that this is not about weight loss right now you can return to that in the future. Secondly, is to question your overall food choices. Are they serving you? Or are they setting you up for binges because they are too small or lack satisfaction? And whenever you do binge, you automatically blame the binge food without paying any attention to what else you've eaten that day. And lastly, Now is the time to consider other meal options. You have a whole world of meal ideas available to you now. Next time you go to the supermarket, don't just pick up the usual things that you will get. Instead, take a walk up and down the aisles and take in all of the information about what foods are available to you now. You don't have to make your meal choices based on, will this help me to lose weight or not? This is a whole different way of thinking. Remember that no meal is completely devoid of all nutrition, so don't worry about that. If you would like more advice on how to change your mindset about nutrition, I have a whole episode dedicated to this. So go back to episode 56, 
good nutrition change your mindset. All right, that brings me to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining me again. I will see you soon. Until then, take care of yourself. Thank you.